your favorite fat boys. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite fat boy, Jerron. Stefan, a.k.a. Mayhem, a.k.a. the Monument Destroyer, a.k.a. your racist ideologue. <laughs> so, how everybody doing out there in this uh, COVID world? How you been, Stefan? I'm fantastic. It's been a while. Yeah, it must have been like almost a month. Yeah, about a month. Yeah, so, kind of pacing ourselves here. You know, I feel like we had like three episodes where the subject matter was, you know, very much the same. Yeah. So, I want to kind of... Get some spaces out, give some time, let some things develop, and then we come back, you know. And well, seeing as how it's been happening continuously. Yeah. Those things we were talking about in the last episodes. Yeah, so. You know, it is it is what it is. So, hopefully, you know, you're protesting, you're being safe. If you are going out and about, you are practicing social distancing, and you're wearing your mask, which is uh, now becoming mandatory in some states. Well, at least yeah. in some stores as well, too. Yeah, a lot of stores are putting in mandatory orders for people to wear a mask. And, you know, I got people up in arms, but I like to be naked. But every time I go to Aldi's, I got to put on pants. So <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, people. No, in the grand in the grand scheme of things, no, it's not. You know, it's protect you and other people. That way we can get back to some form of normalcy and, you know, in the long run. So, so right now, you know, the United States has a, about uh, 140,000 deaths from COVID and over 3 million confirmed cases. So if we want to get those numbers down so that we can get back to just spitting in each other's faces, social distance, wear your mask when you're out in public and you can't social distance. And wash hands. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the lady said in Family Guy. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, a lot been going on. Uh no, not just recently, but overall since we probably been, you know, covering a lot of the, the stuff going on in the news. Quick side note here. What episodes is now? 31, if I'm not mistaken. We got 31 episodes. Woo-hoo! We do. And also, we have another milestone on our SoundCloud. We have accumulated over a thousand listens throughout the platform. <laughs> so there's some level of popularity there. I don't know why you people are listening to this shit. <laughs> Thank you to the ones that are listening. So over the entirety of our podcast life, we have well over a thousand streams of the podcast. So here's here's a funny tidbit. I looked on the uh, SoundCloud app. It shows you know where we get most of our listens from. Mm-hmm. Can you guess where we get them from? Maryland, Dublin. Really? Yes. Maybe that might have been for the week. Did you I'll look? I'll double check. I'll show it to you. It was probably for the week that you looked at it. But it showed that we get most of our listeners from Dublin, so. It might have been just from that week, because I think the vast majority are from, like, the Baltimore area. I don't know no Do Dublin I... slang to say, you know, like. Yeah, we got a couple listens from, like, India. <laughs> I said, like, I don't even know anybody in India. <laughs> so, through all of my Indians, Pakistanians, Irish people who are listening to this podcast, thank you. <laughs> hey. But um yeah, the big the, the well to go into our subject matter here, what we're noticing a lot with the, a lot of protests, 
that's been going on. Uh, they also been have been re- removing monuments that have been centered on like like around generals of the Civil War or things of that nature. Confederate so, monuments. Confederate monuments, right? So a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of the people that are against it. That you know, like why are you moving history in a sense? And yeah, then you people that are removing it, and it's like they're doing it. They're just doing it. This thing is dangerous. Like this, they they took one that not too long ago in Little Italy, and they uh, threw it in the harbor. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been doing that a lot. I mean, granted, I'm all for removing statues of Confederate leaders because, again, for all of those flag waving patriots who love America, the Confederacy were against America. They rebelled and they lost. So why are we champion losers? Right, <laughs> and even the said even the commander in chief of a Confederate army said that yeah don't praise us don't put up statues in our name what we did was rebel against the uh, rebel against the country so the fact that people are screaming you know it's for our history and you can't tear these down it's a part of history it's a bunch of bullshit especially when you look at the the time frame in which the Confederate statues went up mm-hmm. said none of them went up. During the Civil War, it was many, many years after after slavery was ending. And you got black people who are now newly free and are starting to try to have a come up. And those white people in the South was like, bitch, you used to be slaves and we need something to remind you of that. Right. It's a blatant slap in the face. Yeah. So if you look at during the early 1900s and when most of the Confederate slave, I mean, Confederate monuments went up and then also during Jim Crow era and also during the Civil Rights Movement, even more went up. So. These are not about history. They're about putting black people in their place. Yeah. So it's it's okay if you want to remove them. If you want to put them in a the museum, fine. Because last time I checked, nobody learns history from a fucking statue. Point taken. Very well said. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, it. Like he says, this is a blatant slap in the face to have, to, to have them go up during that time period when we were trying to get equal rights. And it's just, I think they should be removed safely, though. I don't think, I think people that are taking them down, I think it's a, it's a, a risk of, you know, injuring yourself. Like, we're talking right. about a damn statue here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, I mean, if you watch some of the toppling of those statues, a lot of them were rather quickly put together and put mm-hmm. up because they were sending a message. We need to get this out quick and get these statues up to let these black folks know what's going on. So they're not real sturdy, what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Most of them are not very sturdy. Yeah, you make a point because they take it down rather easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, most of them are not very sturdy. So, because yeah, when they did, they threw it in little, they threw the statue in Little Italy. I was like, damn. And then they, in Philadelphia, like this mayor there, they they, they have a statue of a mayor up there. Um, he, he's a, a known racist. They took him down rather quickly as well. Yeah, and also with the whole tearing down of the monuments, is please. Read up on what statues you're tearing down, because I think one statue that was torn down was of a of an abolitionist. Because mm. when you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> Just all of these random white folks. <laughs> hey, we missed one. We missed. We missed. We missed this one. I'm gonna take it down. That was a good one. Oh, <laughs> too late. Oh, so, so at the very least, if you're gonna tear down a monument, at least read up on a person that uh, whose monument you're tearing down. Yeah, educate yourself. Right. And also, again, remove them, put them in a museum, put them somewhere to house them so people can go and look at them. But they don't need to be prominently displayed. 
Because yeah, one, one of the arguments is that, you know, you don't have statues of generals or, or, or figures from, like, say, like, the Holocaust throughout Germany. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. You don't they, have the Mount There are no statues parks. of Hitler. Right. So it was like, why, why do we have to have that constant reminder that, hey, you know, you were slaves at one point? Because there was a different context than why they were put up. True. So it's like, you know, even with the Holocaust Museum. Those things are in in a museum to be referenced and looked at, you know, for for his for history's sake. Right. But our our, our history is like it's all over the place. Like you still have the Confederate flags up. You still have which is baffling to me, seeing as how when Hitler was toppled and Germany was rebuilt, they banned swastikas from being displayed. But we just allow everybody to run around waving Confederate flags. And they're like, it's a part of my history. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but the Confederacy only lasted for about five years. Destiny Child lasted longer than the Confederacy. So I just put that up So if you want to wave a flag with Beyonce, Kelly, and Michelle, go right ahead. That makes more sense than waving the Confederate flag. I mean, that's, that's a damn good point. <laughs> So y'all gotta do better. That's that's what y'all gotta do right, better. Right. That's what it. That's what it boils down to. Get a little better. Oh boy. So I, I like I like the fact that we. I won't, I won't say like we as black people, but I think we as a people, we are taking charge. We're not putting up with this no more. You know. I like, I like to see that spirit of it. Well, I mean, again, this is not something that hasn't happened before. True. Yeah. It's just being more. It's just being displayed because like it seems like everything's happening right now in this moment. That's that's because we're in the moment mm-hmm. when you know the civil rights movement was happening. That's the, they, I'm sure they felt the exact same way. Like I'm so glad that we are doing this now, even though they, you know, there were rebellions beforehand, there were fights for you know independence and for rights beforehand. But when you're living in the moment and you're seeing history happen, it seems like brand new to you. Mm. Very true. Very true. So uh, let's see what else we gonna get into. So, you know, with all this, uh, with, with the lockdown, then they reopening stuff and everything. And then they closing it back again. Yeah, because y'all niggas don't want to wear y'all masks. I don't say niggas, but you peoples don't want to wear y'all masks and stuff. And sure, they can all be niggas, because when I refer to niggas, I refer to stupid people. There you go. <laughs> so, please wear y'all masks so that we can go out and have happy hour and go to movie yeah, theaters. Yeah, there have been a lot of places, especially in the South and in a lot of Republican controlled states. <laughs> Georgia, <laughs> Texas, <laughs> Nevada, <laughs> where so where they uh, prematurely reopened and then their COVID cases spiked through the fucking roof and are continuing to spike. And so now there are a lot of places that are looking to close again. I think they should just remove Florida from the from the st- from the United States for for, temp- for like at least thirty days. Like just just push that push that that off the, the states. The, yeah, remove push, a lot of them. Just it, push it off. I, mean, I, I blame the people in charge, honestly. Yeah, like because in because in those governors are fucking retarded. In Atlanta, right now, you have the the governor in Atlanta of, of Georgia is saying he won't make masks mandatory. Yeah, they're not mandatory, and he he put a ban on anybody from making a mandatory, and now he's suing the mayor of Atlanta because she put in a mandatory mask order. Right. So like, what's going on down there? <laughs> well, the mayor is a Democrat and the governor's Republican. Oh, good versus evil. <laughs> so all of my family down in Georgia, because most of you are down in Georgia, stay safe. <laughs> I ain't coming to visit. <laughs> he, he not. 
he's not he say he's not coming to visit y'all because we in a pandemic. Said so that pandemic thing is a thing. So, so, but e- even with that, you know, you can tell based off of just driving around, people are really getting fed up with the whole lockdown and just kind of said, as soon as things started opening up, they just said, fuck it. Yeah. Couldn't wait to go out to go to go somewhere. Where's uh, what's what's somewhere you want to go really, really bad when when, when all is said and done? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to take a note from a guy that I work with who said he was real pressed to get the Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> it blew my fucking mind. He's like, you know, I really want this lockdown to be over because I really want to go to Applebee's. I was like, wait, what? Out of all the places that you really want to press to get to, why the fuck would you want to be eager to go to Applebee's? <laughs> he ain't say Ruth Chris. He ain't say Ocean. There's no high-end restaurant. Fogo the child. Just fucking Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> That was the that was the funniest thing I heard you say when you told me that the other day, Tom. Boy, you know I can't wait to go to Applebee's. Applebee's, <laughs> right? I said my whole face just turned up. Right? Applebee's. So out of all the places I would love to be able to go to once the pandemic is over and the lockdown restrictions are lifted, Applebee's was not even remotely close to the list. Hell no. We we in in, in our early days. Uh, say like college days or high, getting out of high school, we we will fuck up Applebee's. Oh yeah, frequent Applebee's every fucking weekend. Yeah, because half of advertisers we would you know semi right. semi broke college kids. Exactly. You know that was the thing to do. As, as you know, as uh, functioning adults here <laughs> <laughs> with a job, <laughs> some sense now, some culture to us. Applebee's is not my list for anything. Yeah, so to my coworker, I hope you get to get to Applebee's. Don't go now, because <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, I've been to I've I've, been, I've done a couple of restaurants and I've been trying to more so support black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. So I've been going I've gone to like a Terra Cafe. I've been to Poppy's Cuisine. She who else I've been to? I don't think most is black owned, but a lot enough niggas go there. So might as well be. There hasn't been most probably been the most crowded place I went to. Right. And I went and got takeout. I haven't sat in a restaurant, nothing like that. So, but Poppy's cuisine good, food good, shit. I had to take your word for it. Yeah, it's really good. You you know how I feel about just going to give people money to cook me food when I got a kitchen. I know, but you got to try to the greens. They was hitting mac and cheese was hitting. I can make both of those really well, man. You know what? Next subject. So, <laughs> speaking of restaurants, recently there was an incident here with a dress code policy at a downtown restaurant. In Baltimore, uh, Uzo Bay. So I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all familiar with this uh, story by now because it's probably like what two, three years old. Yeah. So let's yeah. do a quick recap. A uh, black woman, her child, I think he was like nine, ten years old, entered the establishment um, sometime in the early past the afternoon. They wanted to eat. The manager told them the little boy couldn't get in because he wore athletic wear. The woman saw that a little white boy. Behind them, who was sitting down um, enjoying that lunch, you know, had on something very similar to what her son was wearing. A short sleeve shirt and some and shorts. Shorts, right. So, and she recorded this incident and want to know why why was he allowed and her son wasn't allowed. So, if I were to break down this video, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have and everything. If I'm looking, if, if, if the description of the dress code is that no athletic wear for kids 12 and under. Little boy's wearing a shirt that says Jordan. Jordan is a, is a Nike brand. 
Well, it's, it's, it's athletic wear. So if I see that, and he had on, I don't know what kind of shorts he had on now. Top, it may have been like some lace. They probably probably his shorts like it's like sw- they do get a kind of swish in there. Like some basketball shorts. Yeah, something like that. So, yeah, he he's probably wearing athletic wear. Look at his outfit. The little boy had cargo shorts on, but it looked very similar though. She her her biggest complaint was like, well, you know, they look alike. Right. Why? Yeah, I mean, based off of what I look at the video, it wasn't a racist thing, more of an asshole manager thing. Because mm-hmm. at a certain point in time, it's a kid. Why do you care what they're wearing? So the the fact that he just came extremely adamant about not allowing the little boy to be in there because he was wearing athletic wear was just one, it's poor judgment on the store manager. Right. And on the company for their store, you know, not really defining their store policy. Right. Cause in the video, if you look at it long, you look at it, he pretty much says, I'm, and I'm just paraphrasing here. He pretty much said, I don't know how he got past me. Well, I didn't evaluate his outfit, but I see your son now and I'm not letting him in. And that's pretty much what he said, you know, in a nutshell, like I'm not letting him in because he's not a guy with a dress code. And again, the mother is like, well, you know, why? Like they they dress very similar. Like, I don't understand why my son can't. Now, granted, it, it, it was just the universe at play and sheer coincidence that she was black and then the white kid outside just happened to be white. Yeah, because I, I, I don't, I don't, whenever I get bad customer service at a restaurant or any, I don't want, I don't want to assume that I got it because I'm black. Right. Yeah. I, I try never to assume, immediately assume racism. Yeah. I don't want to assume that because then I feel like, I don't know, I don't know if I'm in the right to play the race card, you know, in a sense, but I just, I don't want to like, oh, you should, I'm black. And you not giving me a good service because I am black. And it's like, well, no, I'm, I'm just a bad servant. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just shitty at my job. It had nothing to do with your race. Right. I actually done this to everybody. So, because I went to one restaurant, and I won't say their name, but, you know, I just didn't have the best service. The food was okay. And it took a long time for me to get my check. So, for some reason, the shorty just didn't want to give me my check. She was doing, she was doing other shit. Right. And so, the bill came to be like $99. I gave her $100. So she didn't get no tip from me because like whatever it was, it was like I get it was like a penny over. Mm. So I was being I was being a dick that day, but it's like I didn't I was ready to go. I didn't could get my check. Right. So, but yeah, I don't ever want to assume that because the color of my skin I'm getting bad service. And I think I, I don't think in this instance here, this was racially motivated. Right. You know, right. like you said, the the manager being a dick. They fired both managers at that at that at that particular spot. That the group the, the Atlas Group that owns that restaurant, several other restaurants in that in that area, they changed uh, their just go policy to kind of fit be more more core kid friendly. Right. So because I, I'm not gonna be dressing up a kid just to go to some fancy restaurant for lunch for chicken tenders. Let's be real, right? Because that's tenders. all he was gonna get was some fucking chicken chicken tenders. Some damn chicken tenders. Because Uzo Bay, I've been there for. It, it's a like a Greek. It's a Greek restaurant. So. They have they specialize in like you know seafood and things like that. Right. Yeah. I'd be damned because it's right on the harbor. Yeah. I'd be damned that little motherfucker order a red snapper. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking thirty dollar red snapper. No, get them fucking nine dollar chicken tenders. You want some ketchup? <laughs> you want a lot of ketchup? I know. Right. So yeah. So something did come of it. The the management, you know, the managers were fired, and then the group went and reevaluated their dress code policy and made it more in line with the fact that you're not going to be expecting young children to dress fancy to go to a restaurant. Right. And like you said, you, you went to, you, you and your family went to the Oceanaires for my stepmother's birthday a few years back. And 
you know, my my little brother brought his kids. They weren't dressed up, and there was no way in hell they were going to dress up. Not for that. I mean, you, you tend to dress kids up, and but sometimes you don't, though. But I think too, when you go as like when you, when you go out, I think sometimes people want to dress up nice. And it is and that, like I've been to I've been to a few restaurants in that area down there. I went I've been to Flemings, and I've dressed up nice. But then across from me, it's a guy wearing a a, a reflective vest on and his hot hat at the table, you know, in 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 a full a three course meal. Right. And it's like I don't want to begrudge that man a meal, but at the same time, it's like, is there a dress code? Should that be enforced? Like, why is he why is he sitting at the table with his hot hat on? Yeah, you can want to try to create some you know. Fancy ambiance all you want, but at the end of the day, you do want people's money. So, so the, the fact that this manager went to this extent to try to enforce the dress code was just him being an asshole. Yeah. And not so much him being racist. No, I don't think it was racist at all. But she is uh, suing the Atlas Group for a cool 450000 well, any lawyer will tell you to start high, and then you know, hopefully they'll settle for less. So, do we need to start? Do we need to start an incident so we can sue somebody and get some money? I mean, if we start the incident, that kind of defeats the purpose. So then, can we do like they did in the movie one time, where the guy put, had a fly and put the fly in his suit, and then got a free lunch? I mean, well, that, I want to get, I want to get some money. Yeah, I highly doubt it. Uh, I mean, especially if you realize how much insect parts the FDA approves of being in your food Ooh, that you can a, get from the grocery store. That's another episode. <laughs> Whole another episode. Well, you know, I guess good luck to them if they going, you know, whatever they want to come up from that. But the, you see, but I think the, the thing to take away from this the most is that there was some change done and it's up in the right direction. So Right. And, and not every incident is a racist incident, even if you feel like it might be. Right. If you if you just bad your job, you just bad your job. It ain't got nothing to do with you being racist. Right. You know. So unless you blatantly racist or even, you know, even a reserve racist, I won't call you racist. If you shit at your job, I just call you shit at your job. So speaking of racism, has it been a time? I know me and you have had a couple moments together. We experienced some um, some racism. And, like, what can you think of the top of your head? Oh, I mean, I've had a lot of racist moments in my life. <laughs> Being a big black man kind of does that for you. So I, I'll, I'll start with some uh, with a lighter incident, and I'll end on a heavier incident. So a lighter incident is I was in college. I was out College Park. I worked at a subway. Mm-hmm. Me and my crew, I, I was a supervisor out there. Me and my crew, you know, we great friends. Girl worked there, white girl, Jessica. We were really close. And she's like, I want to hook you up with one of my friends. Mm-hmm. So I, I think y'all would be great together. I'm like, well, sure. You know, bring her in and we'll talk. So she invites her friend over. Her and I are talking. I'm cracking jokes. I'm, I'm being me. She's having a good time. And I was like, you know, maybe, well, since you're having such a great time, maybe we can go out and continue having a great time. She's like, you know, you're very funny and, you know, you are kind of cute, but I don't date black guys. I said, oh, that is an interesting take. <laughs> I retract my date offer. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so the next day I'm at work and I went to my friend. I was like, so, uh, Jessica, about your friend. And she started immediately apologizing. She said, I am so sorry. I did not know she was like that. <laughs> Now you do. I said, because, so, you know, we, she said, I just thought that y'all would have been perfect together. Apparently, we would have been perfect together if my skin was white. Or y'all just did on the phone. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was my, that, that was not my first incident with racism, but just one of the funnier moments. 
I get you. I get you. I'll take you back to my first moment of racism. So just to show my age, <clears throat> before there was GameStop, it was a store called Funko Land. Funko Land, yeah. That eventually became GameStop. Exactly. So I was probably about 10 or 11, and I was with my parents, and they went to they went we went, we went they went to a uh, the Point Breeze Credit Union. So next door to it was Funko Land. So in like GameStop now, in Funko Land, you can like go in there and play their games in there. Yeah. So I went. I, they went. They went to Point Breeze Credit Union. I went to Funko Land, and they had you know the Sega, the Nintendo World, and everything. So I was like you know looking around at different games. And I was like, can I play one of the systems? And the clerk said, no, they're broken or something. Something, something, something like that. Like you know, it's not working right now. So I said, okay. So I sold, so I sold, walked around a little bit and um and you know look at different games and stuff like that. As I'm leaving, a woman, a white woman, and her little girl walked right in, and I know I didn't hear them say, "Can I play this game?" But they walked right in. The guy opened up the little case, turned the power switch on, turned the game on, and showed us, showed us was playing the game. And I was like, "Oh, ain't that about a bitch?" <laughs> Maybe it's because you didn't come in there with a parent. They didn't tell me that. They didn't tell me that you had you had played you had played the game becoming by a parent. They told me the shit was not working. <laughs> Just wasn't working for you. Yeah, because the color of my skin. <laughs> so that was my first experience dealing with racism. I told my parents and everything, but you know, I, I didn't feel I didn't feel hurt about it. I was like, well, damn, that was just fucked up. Like, just tell me that the, the rule is you have a, you have to come by a parent. I've been cool. I wouldn't. I would, I'm not gonna drag my parents out of the store to go play a damn video game. I got my own game system at home, but. Don't tell me it's not working, and then you pop the the game open for her, and it does work, right? So, so um, I had uh, another experience. I mean, yeah, I had plenty of experiences with racism. I used to have a 1994 Taurus. I had gotten an accident, so my car was beat up. You know, fecal matter is right. what I used to call that car because it was a piece of shit. Thanks, Robbie. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, I'm. I worked at a carpet cleaner out of Arbutus and I'm on 95. And that after my accident, my turn signals weren't working. So I had a thing where I just stayed in the lane that I knew I was going to be in. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to worry about using my turn signal. So I'm driving. And next thing I noticed, I noticed there's a cop car behind me. It's MTA police, mind you. Hmm. I'm on the highway. Why the fuck are they there <laughs> is the question. And so they are following behind me for a couple of miles, and I'm, I'm almost at my exit. I'm about to go off my exit, and then the lights come on. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, what the fuck is going on? I pull over to the shoulder. They come up behind me. It's two white guys get out the car. The, the, uh, the police officer, the MTA officer that was in the passenger seat, he's walking around my car just looking, looking in, looking around. Mm-hmm. And the other officer comes up to my door. I got both hands on the steering wheel. Cause he, he got his hand on his gun. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck's about to go down? Right. Yeah. I'm like, uh, is there anything wrong, sir? Did it, he, what you stopped me for? He said, can I see your license and registration? So I gave it to him. And the other guy's still circling my car. He went back. I guess they run my license. I mean, I didn't have any record. I ain't have any warrants. I guess they must have figured that they had somebody because mm-hmm. I'm a big black guy in a beat up car with a scarf on my head. So he comes back. So, uh, I noticed that you didn't use your turn signal when I pulled you over. I said, well, that doesn't explain why you pulled me over. I didn't use my turn signal when I went to the shoulder, but that doesn't explain why you pulled me over in the first place. Right. So he ended up giving me a repair order to get my turn signals fixed. And then I went on my way. 
And to this day, I don't know what the fuck they thought they were going to find. But again, officer, white officer circling my car, another officer at my face with his hand on his gun. The Coke is in the tire. <laughs> I hate that because I screamed that out with somebody got stopped before. <laughs> so that, yeah, that, that was a, another incident that I had with uh, some racist individuals. Well, I'll, I'll, end it, I'll end it on this. One time me and you were out at White Marsh and we were coming from the movie theater out there and we were going to my car and we were walking and we were about to approach these white people. Well, not approaching, but like we were walking, pretty much walking past them. And the white woman looked up at us and was like, oh, let me go lock my door. <laughs> and so, we, uh, so me and you were talking, but you heard it. Yeah. And so, and you bust out laughing. So I'm like, what was like, I didn't say nothing funny. So I'm like, what, 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 what was funny? And you said, I'll tell you later. So I'm like, I'm, I knew something, something had, tra- <laughs> something, was, something was off because you, because you would tell me right away something. Yeah. You know, yeah. But you're like, nah, nah, nah. Like, cause, yeah, cause she, as soon as she looked up and saw the two black guys, she's like, oh shit, let me go lock my car. Let, let me go lock my car. And so, you know, then he told me what she said after she got like, you know, her and her, her company, or whatever, got further away. And I was like, oh, I wish I heard that shit cause I laid into her ass. That's one of those I wish a nigga would moment. And then, and he, you took that away from me. <laughs> I'm glad I took that away from you because it wasn't worth it. It probably it wasn't going to be worth it because there had been a whole situation. Right. Okay. So in, in, in lieu of that, I'll, I'll end it on, on a funny, a racist uh, moment. I was coming from the grocery store, Redness. I, I got bags in both my hands, mm-hmm. stocked up on groceries. There's a white woman, you know, coming to her car behind me. I guess we parked like right next to each other. As I'm getting closer to my car, I hear, doot, she locked her car door. We're both walking to our car. I have groceries in both of my hands. How the fuck am I going to rob you? <laughs> so I, I put my groceries in the car and then I started up and then she goes to her car and r- right when she went to walk in, I said, you racist bitch. <laughs> and it just drove off. As you should. So white people stop doing that shit. Like just stop. Like we're not trying to rob. I'm going to say we not trying to rob you. I guess people have every nigga out there. I, I would be more understanding if one, we weren't both walking to our car and two, it wasn't nine o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> it's a parking lot filled with people. <sighs> yeah. I mean, we, I think, we, especially, I think, you know, we, we deal with racism every day, a lot, lot of times in the workplace or outside the workplace. So yeah, we won't get into that right now, but just to share some, you know, some, some, some kind of funny. We we could do a whole goddamn episode of just racist moments that we, we've been engaged in. Let's see. What else we have on the docket? You want to talk about Nick Cannon? No, I don't want to talk about Nick Cannon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about Nick Cannon. No, Nick Cannon has lost his fucking mind and I don't want to talk about him. But in, in a in a good news moment with things changing, just like, you know, removing monuments, the Redskins have changed their name. Hey, it only took 40, 50, 50 years. <laughs> uh, well, they've been the Redskins for 84 years. Wow. You've been racist for almost 100 years. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> and now they, they, they're finally going to change the name and the logo. And it took Native people battling them on this shit for like 40 years. But wow. as soon as some sponsors said we're going to drop... FedEx, Amazon, <laughs> Nike, <laughs> Walmart. They said, oh, we got to change this name. So kudos to capitalism. 
Because it went off your own heart. Oh, well, hell it no. Went, it went off your heart. Native, there have been several Native tribes that have been fighting the Redskins, the Washington Redskins owner to change their name for like 40 years. Yeah. It seems like it comes up every year before football starts. They always ask Dan Snyder, hey, man, you, you may change the name. Say, hey, this name is racist. Please change the name. Can you change the logo? It's a racist. The name is racist. Your logo is a bit of a racist caricature. Can you please change it? And he said, fuck you guys. <laughs> Said, but all these companies, they're a little woke now. Right. <laughs> so, all of a sudden. <laughs> so they said, you know what? We pull a sponsorship. Dan Snyder's like, well, I guess we're changing the name. Because <laughs> losing several hundred millions of dollars in sponsors, it, yeah, it hurts that bottom line. And that's how it always works. If you're going to hurt my bottom line, fuck it. I got to change things. You got to change something. So I'll be interested to see what their new name is going to be in the logo and all that. Because it's, like I said, it's been like 85, 84 years, 85 mm-hmm. years. I ain't know that. I ain't know they were down around that long. Hey, they like said in for about forty years. Native, yeah, I know they, they, they people been, been fighting, and 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 it's so weird to me that it took so long for them to even consider changing it because of the sponsor pullout. Because of the fact that the Washington Bullets, they changed their name. It's like you know what? Yeah, I don't really want to be associated with Bullets, so right. let's change our name. DC was deadly back in the day. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> said, yeah, we don't really want to be associated with that. Let's change the name. Right. So, I won't say all change is good, but to see this in the right direction finally happening is a good thing. So, because that's just ridiculous that, but it shows you just that, you know, if someone, if a group of people are saying that, hey, this offends me, you're not willing to even, it's like, I can understand, maybe, maybe they kept the logo, but changed the name. Maybe you could, maybe you could have met him halfway on that. Maybe. I don't know. But he's like, nah, fuck it. Hey, he said brand recognition. Exactly. But now, it was, you know, people pulling that money out, or they're threatening to pull that money out. Now he's like, oh, oh you, you want a name change? Let's, let's, let's just pull a name out of a hat real quick and see what we get yay here. Yay, capitalism. So, yay, Washington, what your name's going to be. Exactly. I, I, anything else? Now that we, uh, we pretty much covered everything going on, uh, you know, recently. Maybe we'll talk about Nick Hand another day. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So as always, that's the show. You can check us out on YouTube. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Google Music Play, iTunes, Spotify. So as always, peace out. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like, comment, share, and all that good stuff. The YouTube shit that they should already know how to do. Yes, you should. Peace. (laughs)